Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Degree Rocks. Yes, it does. <laughs> Tonight, rocks. Whether they're slowly being ground into sand or just sitting there for a million years, they sure are exciting. <laughs> Tonight, witnesses a tectonic clash of two teams who will talk all things rock-related, from big rocks to medium-sized rocks. One team will erupt in volcanic triumph and the other will slink to igneous defeat. <clears throat> One thing for sure, this intro is finished. <laughs> okay, so I'm joined by two teams. Actually, first of all, I'm joined by Jeff Clark in the booth. How are you, Jeff? I'm good, thank you. You, you, thank you. Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling under a little bit of pressure, but I don't think I'm going to crack. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. That's the kind, it's of, <laughs> the kind of standard that we've come to expect from you. Just good. Okay, so as I mentioned, I'm joined by two teams. Uh, there's a team over on my left who's going to introduce my, uh, themselves, and they're going to tell me something that rocks. On my left. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm Dan Bain. I'm the Associate Director of the Court Theatre. And something that rocks is... Um, uh, uh, rocking horse is pretty good. <laughs> and also rocking chairs. Um, anything that enables you to travel without moving is good, <laughs> as Jamiroquai would say. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> and to Dan's right. Uh, hi, my name's Andrew and I'm an animator. And something that rocks, even after all these years, is Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock does rock. And uh, guys, what's your team going to be called tonight? Uh, tonight we are Team Grey Wacky Tabacky. Grey Wacky Tabacky, give them a round of applause. Oh. And over on my right. Hello, uh, my name's Jared, and um, I like rocks. Um, and something that rocks is uh, music. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Some of it. I see you've t- taken a different uh, tone or a different word use for the word uh, rock, thus invalidating half of my material. That oh, we've got I'm for the, sorry. That's all right. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's okay. Uh, and, really and to Jared's right. Um, hi, I'm Karen Healy. I am a young adult novelist, which means I make up lies and sell them to your kids. And uh, something that rocks is Animal from The Muppets. He is the hardest oh. rocker that has ever rocked. Yes. He does rock, yes. <laughs> Animal gets applause. And Jared and Karen, what are you guys going to be called tonight? We are. We're the schist. We're the schist. Give them a round of applause. Cool. We are on to the first round uh, tonight, which, as usual, is the nerd quotient. Questions of rock-related matters. Uh, We're the schist. I'm going to ask you guys the first question tonight. How did a Californian geology project teach us all that sometimes you're better off not trying to bury things? That's a great question. It's I'm a fantastic question, so. and it's because of, um, of course, the uh, multiple mysterious happenings that happened on this dig, because as we know, uh, California is a place of rampant invasion and colonialism, and uh, colonists aren't always careful about where they build, whether they be on sacred land or not. And so, you know, when the graduate students started disappearing and then appear, reappearing in bits, it turned out that wasn't a good This idea. is why Karen is a novelist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a much better story than the actual story I have. Um, Greg, do you have any ideas about this? Can you repeat the question? Yes. Because I got distracted by Karen's lies. Sure. <laughs> How did the Californian Geology Project teach us all that sometimes you're better off trying not to bury things? Someone buried some bodies, do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think there's bodies buried or 
they'd buried bodies and then, um, you know, when you do, oh, what's it called? Um, you know, when you gas, natural gas mine. Natural gas mine. Mm. Fracking? Uh, fracking, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, but in the search for that word, I've forgotten what I was talking about. <laughs> oh. yeah. Good, but no. If I'm sorry, it's Is not that the, the answer? No, it's not the answer. Damn right. um, I think they had that problem in New Orleans where bodies start flooding up to the surface because of the. Yeah, I've got a fun fact about burials. Can I tell you? Yeah, go on. Burial fact. Okay, so um, San Francisco used to bury its people in the city grounds, um, but then they had problems with the water table. So they ended up burying them outside the city grounds in a little town called Colma, which has um, over 200,000 dead people and about 2,000 living ones. And they're the people that they do the Colma Brunton poll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the dead centre of town. Um, what if I give you a clue? Uh, this, this project, this geology project, is called the Californian Coastline Project and it was an attempt to document the state of the entire Californian coastline and its erosion and um, illegal development uh, into the sea, which meant that they flew along in a helicopter and took a photo from a helicopter every 500 feet. Ooh. Does that help anyone? Yes. Did they catch a crime being committed? Or Not a crime okay. as such. They did photo something that caused a few issues. Did, was it the 500 feet? <laughs> 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 Just washing up on the shore. Yeah. <laughs> It was, for New Orleans. it was Barbara Streisand's house. <gasps> Barbara Streisand! Oh, they should never have buried that. <laughs> That's right. They shouldn't have buried it. Um, Barbara Streisand objected to the fact that they had photographed her house and made it uh, a photo of it from sort of out to sea, and distantly available. And she made such a fuss about it that she invented the Barbara Streisand effect. That's right? exactly right, Karen. Yeah. Yes, we'll give you some points for that. Um, yeah. So she uh, sent them a cease and desist there saying, please take your one photo of my house amongst your 12,000 photos online, offline, and uh, they ignored her. And then she filed a $10 million lawsuit against this bloke, Kenneth Edelman, that had started the, the photos. Um, before she filed the lawsuit, uh, the, the photo had been downloaded six times. <laughs> Two of those downloads were by her lawyers. <laughs> Subsequently, the case blew up in the papers, and over the next month, the site received 420,000 visitors. Um, she was, uh, her lawsuit was dismissed and she was also ordered to pay Kenneth uh, Edelman's court cost of $177,000. So, yes, and now we have the Streisand effect for that situation uh, where, whereby if you try to censor something, it only blows it up in your face. Um, so, points for Karen there. Um, Grow wacky to Becky. Why might geology be one of the most dangerous professions there is? You know that thing where you get gas... <laughs> yeah. Gas yeah. out of the underground. You don't, you don't, want to, don't want to be standing there at the time. Yeah. yeah. Is that the answer? It's not fracking. There's not a not a high rate of fracking fatalities. I do know that the highest rate of geologi- geological fatalities, I don't know how that occurs. Tell us. It is when like you like I might you know, if you're a geologist and then you're driving past like a cutaway in the road and you want to have a look at that, you'll get out of your car and look at it and go, Oh, that's amazing, and then you get run over. <laughs> That's that, how most geologists is that die. Is a fact? That's a, well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how facts work. Does anyone, can, can anyone else refute it? It's a fact. Yes. Are there any, do you know of any other dangers in here? Because, uh, Jared, we should, we should have explained before. Jared has actually got a geology degree. I, actually, I, um, I have it with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't Fantastic. know if we're supposed to bring those or not. Oh, look at this, ladies and gentlemen. I'll one out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
And this is the first and probably only time I've ever used it. So that's <laughs> are there any, bloody great. Are there any other inherent hazards of geology? Um, like volcanoes are very dangerous. So don't stand in those? As yeah, well. or near them when they're erupting. Right, okay. Or build cities on them. Yeah, as, that's as also. People do. also. Um, Can well, I just you, point out, yep. it's very unfair to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll, we'll give I you bought a geological dictionary that Dan can borrow if he wants to. <laughs> Thank you. This is good to see. In, in just five minutes, Jared has established himself as the most prepared new degree panellist of all time, which is amazing. Um, so I'm looking actually for a... There was an endearingly nerdy survey in 2015 by four geologists from the Department of Earth Scientists at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden, and they want to... Survey the cinematic portrayal of geologists. Um, so they had very strict criteria. They said the simple uttering of the word geologist in the film does not necessarily make it a geologist movie. We define it as a movie with a clearly identified geologist in the cast, either in a main or supporting role. A minimum criterion was that at least one geologist, dead or alive, must appear on screen. An example of a movie failing this criterion is 1968 film Tarzan and the Jungle Boy, in which a reporter and his girlfriend search for a feral boy, the son of a drowned geologist whose body is never found. <laughs> so that didn't count. But, yeah, so they, they compiled their database. They found of 131 identified geologist characters, 46 failed to survive the film they were in which is 35% of film geologists die. So cinema is yep. actually the greatest cause of death. Yeah, geology. during the film. Well, I mean, compare that to the rate. The world's most dangerous profession of, of logging is about 127 deaths per 100,000 workers. So geologists in films are, are dying at a rate of knots. Uh, most were murdered, uh, the, the surveyors noted. Some in unusual ways, like assimilation by aliens. Wow. <laughs> Bear that in mind, Jared. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if you've got to go. Uh, I'm going to become a forestry worker tomorrow. <laughs> so they've got, they've got a few interesting facts. Can, can we just stand at the ratio of good to evil geologists in movies? Oh, which they <laughs> Jared, in your experience? Uh, in my experience, because we did a class on that, uh, <laughs> two to one. Two evil, to one? Evil to good. Evil. Yeah, well, Hollywood might have a, a more uh, generous view, because they, they found that 83% of geologists <gasps> are good guys. Wow. Uh, okay. And they even said that the, many of the bad geologists were only people posing as geologists. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Not real so geologists. So if you've got one of these, yeah. you're probably a good guy. Yeah. They, did, they did identify two truly evil, true geologists, one of which uh, won an Oscar for this role. Does anyone has a guess at this? One of the, the truly malevolent cinematic geologists. 2007 oh. film. They won an Oscar? Yeah. Wow. Come on, Andrew, you're film guy. So it wouldn't be the core then, because that won nothing. No. <laughs> no. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, um, um, the, the one about oil. No country for all the <laughs> no. no, 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 no. The one, Almost there. The, the, I don't know. I don't there, will there, will blood. Blood. there will be blood we're looking for, yes. There will be blood. Um, Look, I said that almost at the same time as you, so I should get 100 points for that. That's right. Um, and you said the actual correct name of the movie as well. I so did. Um, so, yeah, of course, uh, his character in that starts as employed by the Kansas Geological Survey, but a tragic moral decline follows. Uh, the survey has said, we surmise no causal connection. <laughs> um, I want to know how many of these geologists were women. 
Uh, very few. Oh. Very few. Uh, they noted that there were less than the actual number of female geologists, which is about 30%. It's interesting and that they, they can pass the geologist test, but they cannot pass the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, while I've got the attention of everyone, <laughs> um, I'd just like to point out that fracking isn't in Jared's Dictionary of Geology. Yeah. <laughs> it goes straight from uh, fracture zone to frangipan. <laughs> Isn't that some kind of dessert? It's also, yes. it's also a recipe book as well. Yeah. <laughs> In case you get too stoned. Uh, n- another oh. bonus question: the favourite, the favourite film of the uh, favourite geology film of the, the Swedish geologist contained no fewer than seven geologist characters. Oh, the big anyone... seven. No, <laughs> it'd be amazing if they're all geologists in yeah. that film. I'm gonna get it. Not quite. That's only got one. It's only Steve Buscemi is the geologist. Oh, he was identified as one of four geologists that goes mad <laughs> during the course of the movie. What do you mean goes mad? <laughs> yeah. Starts mad. Uh, it was Dante's peak, oh, of course, goodness. in 1997. With Pierce Brosnan. With Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. That's the one that kills Idaho, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Individually, the eruptive processes portrayed in the film are all fairly realistic, they said. <laughs> Although they added, in a more harumphing tone, the film's simultaneous eruptions of Hawaiian-type basaltic lava flows and pyroclastic surges, however, are utterly unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like geologists. They're my kind of people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so that was good. Uh, a few points in there for Dan, I think. Um, uh, Tim, am I right? Where is the oldest known rock on Earth from? Oh, I... Oh, oh, oh. Oldest known rock that ca- that is on, on Earth, Earth presently? Okay, well, once in Tucson, Arizona, I touched a thing that is... <laughs> wow, full stop. True confessions. I touched a rock <laughs> that was six billion years old. Well, I think somebody lied to you. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, you had looked like you had some knowledge. Oh, well, I was, but then I was totally excited Six about billion. hearing a story. Yeah, about touching well, my, the thing that was rock hard. My information I might know be outdated. That, that the, I, I don't know about a rock, but I do know that a zircon mineral in Australia is the oldest mineral that's ever been found. It's like just over 4 billion years old, which is the age of the Earth. 4.4 billion, I think they found that one. Um, the, the, in terms of rock, because it gets a little bit confusing whether meteorites count as rocks yeah, or not. Yeah, because that's what I touched. It was a that's right, so meteorites can go further back. But the oldest rock... That we have on Earth is lunar sample six seven two one five, which Apollo sixteen brought back from the moon, and that's dated at four point four six billion years old, uh, which puts it about contemporary with water developing on Earth. Cool. Wow. Um, there's a margin of error on these things, of course, of literally millions of years. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, there have been a, there have been a couple of meteorites found which uh, predate the Earth, older than the Earth by about thirty million years. And yeah, that one in Australia. Uh, there's a couple of places in Greenland uh, where there are just four billion rocks, four billion year old rocks lying around, just hanging out, just hanging out. Uh, great wacky to Becky. Why might people hulk out in Grand Central Station? Something to do with rocks, and it makes you angry. It's rocks. It's definitely rock related. Uh, um, oh, is it because they're trying to upstage the thing from a Fantastic Four, so they <laughs> hulk out. Good, rock. good rock bringing in, but no, <laughs> oh. it's not what we're looking uh, at. Is, is it because they uh, they hulk out because the um, level of gamma radiation? Oh my God, Dan Bain! Give Dan Bain <laughs> a huge round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, just a pretty face. Now, very good, but are you just right by accident? Why? That is 100% correct. 
So does anyone know why? Why? No, uh, no, 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 it, no. That wasn't it, the question. Is it to do with the paint? Not the paint. Oh. This is a rock themed show. Yeah, but I mean, the paint oh. in the ceiling. Is it to do with the fact that they line it with like some sort of radioactive rock? Yeah, it's the granite. 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 Wow. Uh, Grand Central Station contains considerable amounts of granite. Uh, all natural rocks have got radioactive elements, like pretty much everything does, but granite's got more than others, and certain specimens of granite contain especially high concentrations. Um, so this stuff is all over Grand Central Station. Um, it contains uh, potassium-40, thorium-232, and up to 20 parts per million of uranium, which means that in Grand Central Station you are getting more radiation than the maximum allowable annual dose of radiation for employees at a nuclear power plant. Because um, that's how much radio, but it's t- still totally harmless. Okay, how come subway buskers haven't got superpowers? Well, they should do, but they don't, unfortunately. But mm. it's more—it's more that um, that fact is a good fact. But it's more that radio uh, nuclear power plants have extremely tight standards for radiation emissions. Did, does anyone know what revealed uh, the Chernobyl disaster to the rest of the world? Because the Soviets didn't tell anyone. Does anyone know how they found out about that? Clouds? Five-headed fish. <laughs> Swimming down the stream. Uh, a science experiment, like a kid's science project or something? Not quite, just about though. So because, of the, because the standards are so high at nuclear uh, power plants, about two days after the disaster, workers at a nuclear power plant in Sweden, which is about 1,100 kilometres away from Chernobyl, were found to have radioactive particles on their clothes. <laughs> and Sweden was like, where is this from? <laughs> what is going on? They had this intensive hunt. For this source of radiation, and they tracked so it back. Grand Central Station, and it couldn't <laughs> That's have been right. That. It couldn't have been that. So, um, you know, the workers there recalled for months afterwards they had a weird situation where uh, they would be outside their nuclear power plant, and the radiation levels were much higher outside <laughs> than when they went inside. Well, it's is... too radioactive. Have you run into the power plant? <laughs> yeah. Uh, whose turn is it? My turn. Uh, just exactly how rocky a prospect is Rocky Road. <laughs> the ice cream? Well, there are two, of course. There's the ice cream. The Americans' favourite is the ice cream, but there's also the confection. Right. How rocky is it? How rocky is it? Um, what's the, the ratio of kind of marshmallows to chocolate? There, might, rocky road? there may be an ideal. I'm looking more for the origin story because it was like. So, as I say, there's a little bit of debate. It's a bit like Pavlova. Australia claims it. The earliest mention anyone can find of it is in 1853 in Australia. Now, we're also looking at why people might have felt the need to invent Rocky Road in 1853 in Australia. Uh, oh, it's because it, 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 things melted together. Like, they... Too of. hot. Too hot. Marshmallow truck. Chocolate truck. <laughs> no, cart. cart. Wagon. Yeah, that's it's right. historical. Down the outback road. (laughs) Oh, it's so hot. The marshmallows and the chocolate. Look look at the road. It's got rocks in it. I don't know why Australians talk like this. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best origin story for Rocky Road ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite right. You're not. You're not far off. They did, it did have a very practical purpose. Is it because miners needed something that was easily transportable and full of sugars and fats? And stuff? Well, it's supposedly called Rocky Road because the Rocky Road was to the goldfields of Australia. If you wanted up on the goldfields, you'd take the Rocky Road. But the reason they invented it 
was supposedly as a way to sell confectionery that had gone off during the trip from Europe. (laughs) So they were like, if we cover this in chocolate and put it in with nuts and other stuff, nobody will notice that it's gone horribly rancid. (laughs) And somehow from that concept, it still persists today. So Classic Australia. Classic Australia. (laughs) They can have that one, I reckon. Uh, Yeah, Dan, you can have some points. Uh, Karen, you can have some points for that one. Um, So we're the schist... um, why might your next game of rock, paper, scissors lead to something more exciting? Rock, paper, scissors, lizards, fuck. Which is apparently the Big Bang Theory version thereof. There are, there are multiple versions. Yeah. The classic one is, th- is three. There are multiple versions of three. Mm. And why would it lead to something Why would it lead to something exciting? It's just a prelude. Mmm. Mm. That's, I'm really glad you asked that. Yeah, great question. It's a really yeah. good question. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to say something, but I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> okay. uh, great, Wiki Tabaki, do you have any ideas on this one? Like, what might... Do they use that as a way to decide, like, who gets sent into space or something? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So, um, so Rock Paper is the most popular surviving example of a tradition of East Asian hand games called Ken. Oh, Dunk and Pong. Yes. Yeah. Dunk and Pong is, the, uh, is what rock papers has come from. So uh, there were multiple Ken, like there were ones with two, ones with more. Ones with three are called uh, Sansukumi Ken in Japan, which means Ken of the three who are afraid of one another. That's <laughs> the game. So the, the original version, the oldest one, is, uh, was Frog Slug Snake. Which was frog with your thumb and then slug with your little finger. Okay, and snake. Who's afraid of the slug? Well, the slug, as it turns out, this was a game imported for China. Um, because they, they got the, uh, the Chinese characters in Japan slightly blurred, uh, in China it was a poisonous centipede, oh. which the Chinese thought could kill the snake by crawling into its head. Well, um, so slug like beats. Like can. That's yeah. right. That's, in real life. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Ooh, but so, so Ken games, like they used to play these, uh, especially as drinking games, mm. but even more especially in brothels as foreplay. <laughs> you would go into a brothel and that would be foreplay as that you would play rock, paper, scissors. Or oh, so that's where Get Your Rocks Off came from. Get Your Rocks Off, exactly. I understand. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so <laughs> no points there. No one's uh, dirty minded enough to have gotten that one, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then it became a kids' game, which freaked Japan out for a while. Apparently, there were a lot of people that noted. I think they've got over that. Yeah, they have. Like, <laughs> slugs and snakes are the least of their problems in Japan. Uh, that brings us to the end of the nerd question round. Jeff, what are the scores looking like after that? Well, at the uh, at the end of the first round, we're the Schister on five points, and Grey Wacky Tabaki are on seven points. So they're currently in the lead, Ooh. but don't take that for granite. <laughs> Give Great Wacky Tabaki a round of applause. <laughs> and give Jeff no applause for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, there's only a new round tonight, especially a rock-themed round, a new short answer-themed uh, round. In this round, I want you guys to ding in with your bells. Um, I'm going to read out a series of fictional characters, uh, famous fictional characters, and you're going to ding in to tell me whether the world's highest paid actor, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, could pull off a movie role playing that character. Okay. <laughs> so I will then tell you if you're objectively correct or not. <laughs> Do we get to make a case? 
This round, of course, is called Can You Smell What The Rock Is Booking? <laughs> okay, so just dig in when you feel you've, you've, you've got to grips with this. Okay, Robin Hood. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? No, sorry, Dan, you're wrong. You could never play Robin Hood. <laughs> Too English. Little John. Karen. Yeah, he could definitely. Yes, he could. Yes, he absolutely could. <laughs> I like this round. Uh, Bailu, the bear from the Jungle Book. Hell yeah. Yes, he could. Absolutely right. Yeah. Correct. Samson from the Bible. Karen. Definitely. Yes, he could. D'Artagnan from the Three Musketeers. Oh, yes, yes. He totally could. No, he couldn't. Oh. No. <laughs> no, he couldn't. No, he's too old. Yes, I'll give you a bonus point. He could play Porthos from the Three Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> the Tick. I was just going to say that JT was in the Musketeers. <laughs> it's too late for that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he's totally got a Tick. I've seen it. <laughs> the Tick. I got a thing over here. Could he play the Tick? He could play the Tick. He could play the Tick. Absolutely right. could play the Tick. John Wick. Andrew. No. No, he couldn't. Absolutely right. <laughs> Roger Ramjet. Yes. Yes, he could play oh. Roger Ramjet. Batman? I'd rather not. No, wouldn't be good. good. Macbeth? Yes, he'd be a great Macbeth. No, he'd be a terrible Macbeth. Oh. <laughs> the I've audience seen, disagrees. I've seen worse, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Petruchio? Yes, he could play Petruchio. Absolutely. He'd be good at that. Who's Petruchio? Uh, but I mean, yes, no, we know. Yeah, we know. Zayford Beeblebrox. Yes. Yes, he could play Zayford Beeblebrox. And finally, in this round, a Terminator. A nice one. <laughs> yeah, but does it count? You've got a yes or no me, man. Yes. Wrong. No, he could never <laughs> yes. No, he's too human. Yeah. His eyes are too kind. It never worked. <laughs> My favourite round in Victoria <laughs> history. Good round, everyone. I think it's got a long future here at the Nerd Degree. Just assess that every week. Okay, Jeff, what are the scores after that round? Oh, wow. This, uh, this round has really uh, upturned things. It's, uh, uh, I'm just saying, what the frack? Uh, currently, they're tied term. on 11. <laughs> 11? Oh. So I don't know who shall win. Ooh. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Who shale when... Yeah, shale. He put shale, shale in there. Oh, shale. Yeah. Still oh, okay. I've got a list okay. and I'm okay. crossing them off when hey, I use look, them. Hey, look, Jeff is putting in a lot of effort, guys. Okay. Uh, we're on to the next round, which is called Bad for Your Elf. Um, we're the shift. I'm going to give you this okay. list to look at. Now, I've been uh, checking out uh, energymuse.com. Okay. Now, Energy Muse uh, is a website designed to tell us all about the healing power of gemstones. Which, uh, of course... <laughs> A lot of you would think, you know, gemstones don't have a lot of, you know, healing power. Wrong! Uh, Energy Muse tells us, for example, for thousands of years, ancient civilizations have utilised the power of crystals to release mental, physical and spiritual blockages, thus facilitating the free flow throughout the body of energy. Yeah, but look what happened to those ancient civilizations. Well, yeah, that's not still around. Very ancient. This, I mean, this seems like it makes perfect logical sense. On a cellular level, our bodies and quartz crystal are both made up of mineral silicon dioxide. Uh, so we're naturally receptive to the vibrations of crystals. So I've, I've done a little bit of looking at um, the, the Energy Muse list. I've given you guys a list of gemstones and their healing properties. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I would like you to read those out. It's not going to be in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Grey Wacky Debecky, I would like you to tell me each time if these guys are making them up or if they are genuine healing properties of crystals. Gotcha. As, as we have from our energymuse.com list. So off you go. So you want us to read what we've got here? In the, the mm, I don't know if you want to slip oh, a, slip a fake one in occasionally. Yeah. yeah just in the name that. of the mineral and its, and its healing properties. Of course. Okay, so... Um, blue lace agate promotes insightful, authentic and articulate dialogue with the people around you. I'm wearing some right now. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think it's working. I think it's working. I think it's real. It's very articulate. It is real. It's it right. right. Absolutely. Get some blue lace jacket down you. Oh, yeah. And it really suits you too, Dan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, citrine. Citrine um, radiates power um, and endurance throughout the body. Like lemons and oranges. I guess, yeah. Like, I mean, vitamins is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's where they get it from. Our, our shrimp shy. Yeah, of course. We, we, yeah. We, yeah, we agree 100%. It does. Uh, the best thing about that was the logical foundation that you guys have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're looking to bring that kind of scientific rigour to all of these answers. Uh, pumice removes blockages and promotes healthy bowel function. Just like you use like a pumice stone yeah, to like scrub your, oh. scrub your, you know, you scrub your, your, yeah, your heel, feet. your yeah. heel to get the callus thing and like scrub your mm-hmm. internals as well. It goes all the way through. It goes all the way through. Yeah. Yep. And pumices, yeah. I shouldn't do puns. That's Jeff's job. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Is pumice a crystal though? Oh. Oh. This could be a trick. I th- yeah, maybe it is. Because it's a, it's a rock, isn't it? <laughs> It's a <laughs> rock, <laughs> rock full of holes. Rock, yes, it is, it is, yeah, it's a, like the Swiss cheese of rocks. Yeah, not very crystalline. Though. No, no, not no. no. We we negate <laughs> no crystalline structure. Karen, you yeah, so yeah. nearly got away with it. Yeah, you so nearly got away with it yeah. until Andrew removed that pumice is just a dirty rock. <laughs> Nobody has a ring with pumice on it, unfortunately. <laughs> this is true. This Not is true. really a gemstone. <laughs> Although you could wear it in the bath, I suppose. It will float. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rutilated quartz is for digestion and uh, reproductive systems. Yes, I think I saw that episode of Steven Universe, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got drunk and got really rutilated in the past, to be fair. What does it promote, sorry? Uh, 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 where is it? <laughs> is it in your made-up brain? I can't remember. No way. Am I going to swear here? Yeah, yes. go. Fuck you. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me make up another one. There's not enough ask questions. <laughs> Aquamarine. Aquamarine. Breaks kiss. Control yourself, Dan's <laughs> mum. Aquamarine brings out the beautiful blue of your eyes. Aquamarine. But my eyes are aquamarine. Yeah, that, no, but it brings it out. Or, you couldn't do that with an energy field, though? Oh, yeah. 
Or is it just do that? Hey, look, don't negate it. I can bring your eyes out with a bit of pumice, mate. That's all I'm saying. What do you think? I think that's... I, I don't it's, think that's real. Yeah, yeah it sounds so? too believable to be real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's real either. No. It's yeah. not real. It's not a, it's not a healing no, power. It's, it's just a good... Power at all. <laughs> just a good, just a good, just good fashion choice. Yeah. 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 Um, Come more, guys. Rose Quartz promotes romance and friendship. 100%. I'm so convinced. No, she got that from Steven Universe. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to go with you on that one, but like, I feel like, I mean, Rose Quartz oh, sounds yeah, actually, romantic as yeah, shit, yeah, man. Yeah, it's probably right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Put one over on that. I like this yeah. engineered it from Steven Universe. Okay. Right, right, right. Two more, two more. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, what is Steven Universe? Mooka Ike. <laughs> Mooka Ike, which I am definitely pronouncing correctly. Rouses a desire to explore new activities. Okay, I reckon Karen is like pretending she can't pronounce something to be like, oh, I can't do it. Where in actual fact, it's a well known fact that Karen is super swatty and can (laughs) pronounce all the words. Oh, yeah. So, yes or no? I don't know. (laughs) I'm still trying to find fracking in this book. Manuka-ite. Manuka-ite. Wait, no, is it like a gemified... It's not Manuka-ite. It's Muka-ite. Muka-ite. Is it, though? It, it, it is. It's right here on this piece. Yeah, 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 we're looking at it. I reckon it's true, because they said it's right there on that Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be, then. Yeah, yeah. We're playing game two. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is true. It's totally true. Muka-ite is totally a thing. Is it just my Muka-ite? It might be okay. Give us one more, Jared. Um, I was just wondering, was it the same definition that you gave it though? Or was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's so you've amazing. You've got to cheat. You've got to give it. Oh, shit. Okay, that's great. Um, okay, one more. Um, coming tonight, promote. <laughs> <laughs> Go could on. on. That promote... could be a legitimate mineral name. Coming tonight is a legitimate okay, mineral Okay, yeah, he's a geologist. <laughs> what does it look like? It's from Cummington, Massachusetts. <laughs> Yeah, that's where they named it from. So coming tonight, that's what it's called. Yeah, um, promotes okay. <laughs> mental prowess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we're just we're just gonna go with that yeah, one. Like, yeah. I'd, uh, something's I'd, got. I'd love to believe prowess. in coming tonight. Yeah. <laughs> coming tonight is true, but coming tonight never promotes mental prowess. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't. He snuck another one through the goalpost there, Jared. Okay, so. Jeff, at the end of that round, there was some heavy scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, we're all coming tonight. Um, <laughs> Jeff what does are, heavy petting. <laughs> what are the scores looking like now? Well, OMG would that turned things around. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, that means that uh, We're the Schist are on Unlucky 13 and Grey Wacky Tobacky have surged ahead to 17. Oh. <gasps> well done, Grey Wacky Tobacky. Before we go into the next round, I did ask uh, each team to do a little bit of homework tonight. I asked them to bring a neat rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see at least one neat rock on my right. Jared, did you bring a neat rock? Can yes, you I tell did. us tell us about your neat rock? I brought a Describe it to the one. podcast audience at home. Uh, okay, podcast audience. This rock is amazing. It's blue. <laughs> it's really blue. And it's got a big white crystal in the middle of it. And it's kind of a triangular shape and... I have asked quite a few of the geologists at the University of Canterbury, and none of them um, are worth their salaries because they couldn't identify it. 
I was going to say, as somebody with a geology degree, should you be able to do better than kind of a triangular shape? Probably, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was trying to describe it for the people who don't have geology Oh, okay, no, fair enough. Okay, just keeping it relatable. Okay, yeah. and, and Karen, like, you, I don't see a rock over there. Mm. No. My rock is the, the rock um, that shaped my childhood in the form of the orb from David and Lee Edding's Balgarian and Malorian stories, which is a big blue round thing with magical skew-whiffy powers that's more powerful than the universe. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with the Bellium, which is the big, beautiful, blue, godlike powered rock by in this series, um, what's it called? The Elenium and the Malorian, no, not the Malorian, something else. <laughs> The, the Tamil Empress, whatever, whatever. Anyway, also by David and, and Lee Eddings, um, which uh, have the same plot in this, the series one, which has the same plot as series two, which has the same plot as series three, which oh, has the same plot as series four. Like and I thought, you can get paid to do this. Well, yeah, Jared's uh, answer tagged in several geology professors, and yet somehow your answer was more nerdy, which was <laughs> very good. Um, guys, do you have any uh, great wiki debates? Did you bring any cool rocks for us? Do you get your first? Yeah, I've got this one here wasn't always a rock. It used to be an ammonite back in the Jurassic period, 150 million years ago. Ooh, yeah. a fossil. Yeah. fossil. Where, did you, where did you come across that? Um, I bought it actually as a souvenir in um, Swanage in England when I was about 11. Swanage, awesome. Yeah. And do you have any idea how old it is? Yeah, on the packet came and said it was 150 million years old. Oh, well, who are we to disbelieve the packet? Yeah. That's probably, <laughs> that's cool. Dan, you've got a cool rock over there as well. I sure do. For the benefit of those at home, my rock is the coolest. <laughs> Um, or at least the third coolest in that it actually exists. <laughs> um, this is a piece of, like, white gravel. Um, <laughs> Did you steal that from someone's driveway? No, I stole it from my own driveway. Oh. So I didn't steal it um, because currently I am in the middle of a landscaping project Ooh. and I'm very excited about replacing all of my grass with rocks. <laughs> Was there anything that spoke to you about that particular piece of gravel amongst all the others? Or no, no, no. I just, I, I just wanted to talk about how um, I'm landscaping my house <laughs> because I bought a house. How did I manage to do that? Good question. It's because I fucking hate avocado. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> good, good, cool rocks. Um, point, points for everyone. They bought a cool rock. Uh, so that's no points for Karen. Hey, no points for Karen. Why rock form the universe? Was, I'm sorry. Right. I looked your rock up in the geology <laughs> yeah. book. It doesn't matter. Is that a date? It doesn't have fucking fracking in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, now the next round is called "Just Put a Rock in It," and this uh, in this round we're going to be assisted by the talents of Mr. Michael Bell, who's lurking around here. In the hey, Michael Bell, everybody, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Uh, so Michael's going over behind the keyboard, and what he's going to do is he's going to play a few uh, little ditties. Every one of these songs he's going to play has the word rock in the title, <laughs> which is a popular choice, as it turns out, for musicians. Anyone know who the record holder is? Songs with rock in the title? Elvis? Not quite Elvis. Bill Haley. ACDC. Oh, that wow. makes sense. Have released 22 songs with rock in the title, which is enough for an entire album. It's called rock. So, um, so Michael's going to play some uh, slightly disguised uh, versions of, of songs with uh, rock in the title. And when you think you know what they is, you're just going to ding in and tell us what they are. So take it away, Michael. Um, some of these, like, I only know the first two lines for, so try and ding in quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. D- don't disguise them too much. <laughs> 
it was. Give Andrew a round of applause. I told you they would be disguised. I'll say. I was listening specifically for that one because it was the only one I could think of. Rock the title, and I still didn't recognize it. And that might have rock the title, but certain members of Queen are rolling in their graves. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Only the dead ones. Uh, it is Crocodile Rock. Oh. The sad ballad version of Crocodile Rock. <laughs> I think Andrew beat you, Karen. Sorry. Rock around the clock. It was rock around the clock. It was rock around the clock. The processional version of rock around the clock. DJ. Rock DJ! Oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robbie Williams. We're the chefs. What's happening to you guys over here? Come I on. don't know. Well, Robbie Williams, so I refuse to answer. <laughs> okay. Just, you know. All right. Okay. Um, this next one's going to be really hard because yeah. I learned it just before and I've now forgotten it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Michael, just tell tricky. me the title. Yeah. I'm going to need more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I really like watching Michael play it, and I'm pretty sure it's got rock in the title. Yes. <laughs> I'll give you oh, a sympathy point. That was Rock Lobster by the B-52s guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give us a couple more, Michael. Okay. I've got one more. Okay. Oh, wait, I can do two more. Okay. I don't know the other one, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a crank, Nigel. I mentioned before all the songs with rock in the title uh-huh. it's an ACDC one yeah it is and it's got rock in the title name one of their 22 songs with rock in the title uh, what are rock in the we're about to rock salute not that one well uh, there's only one of their 22 songs <laughs> with rock in the title I've got 21 more answers <laughs> schoolhouse rock no it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. roll. 
Whoa. I only know that is the one that they sing at the end of the School of Rock. That is that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Rock of Ages. Yes, it is Rock of Ages. <laughs> well done. Yay. Thank you, Michael. Give Michael a round of applause. <laughs> oh, wow. We got the hem. <laughs> yeah, we got the hem. Okay. We're going to the last round now, but we better check in with Jeff with the scores and doubtless some great puns. <laughs> Go ahead. Magma Day. <laughs> oh. Currently, where the schist sits on 20 points. <gasps> But Grey Wacky Tabaki is ahead on 26. Ooh. Ooh. So in this round, fortune favours the boulder. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even an idiot. Boulder. (laughs) We are in a gravel situation. (laughs) Okay. Fuck as good as one of his ones. Come on. (laughs) And he's had time to think about that. (laughs) Okay, it's a six point gap, but as we all know, the last round is worth exactly seven points. So everything to play for. In the debate round, uh, where the shift, because you're coming behind, I'll I'll ask you if you want to be the uh, affirmative or the negative on the moot. We we will we will negate. Be the negative. Okay. That's so affirmative. you'll be arguing uh, against the moot that rock is better than rocks. Yeah. As in rock music is, <laughs> yeah. is better than rocks. Yes. So right. you will argue, of course, that rocks are better. Uh, and over here, I'm going to leave you guys arguing that rock rock music is better. So oh. rock music is better than rocks. Than rocks. I, yes. I like that on my team I have a geologist and on the other team they have a professional musician. This is this is a blood match. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got All right. a geologist who likes rock music though. So that's <laughs> okay. a problem. So, um, so I'm going to leave my stopwatch out. Um, where the shift, I'll give you uh, about a minute to make your opening statement. No, 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 no they open. Oh, okay, fine, yeah, yeah. fine, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, okay, Ooh, debate rules. This is not your granddad's debate. Um, okay, Grewaki Debeki, you can open. Okay, because you're the affirmative. Uh, you're gonna. I'll give you a minute and a half because I'm generous that way. Um, off you go. Okay, um, rock music is more important than rocks. Um, because what, what is standing on a rock, if not the ability to stand on it as a human being and listen to rock and roll music? Um, what makes you alive? What brings you to life? What energizes hundreds of white young men (laughs) around the world? It's not sounding like a good argument. It's a great (laughs) argument. I call it the patriarchy. Uh... (laughs) And it's been dominant forever. Um, and that's my initial points. Andrew, follow up. <laughs> okay. uh, music is what brings us together, and rock music is an extension of that wonderful force. Whereas rocks themselves, they're used as a destructive force. They're the basis of weapons, mm. not rock music. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That yeah. is the initial outline of our <laughs> argument. More of which will follow in future rounds. I go, and you guys have like 37 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> Can we put that in a time bank? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Negative team, what do you think about this? First and 
of all, I would like to bring to mind the rules of Woody, uh, the uh, great quote from Woody Guthrie emblazoned upon his guitar. This machine kills fascists. Why does he need a machine to kill fascists? Because fascists exist. And what energizes fascists? Rock metal music. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Rocks are better than Nazis and therefore better <laughs> than rock music. Absolutely. Which is, it's like I opened my mouth and you took the words right out of it because I was thinking along a very similar thing. And also, um, like, rocks are not destructive, and, and I just want to negate that. Like, they're not really the basis of all weapons because you don't sort of, people don't throw rocks at each other anymore. They sort of shoot metal at each other. Um, so I would also like to say that rocks are really benign. They are the literal building blocks of society. Absolutely. And when it's sunny, you can, like, lie on one and get the warmth. Well, your and, cat can lie on <laughs> On them and Absolutely, go like this. totally, and like some of them are pretty, like this blue one that I have, which is triangular, <laughs> and you know, and rock music is the work of the devil. Okay, good. And Nazis. And Nazis. Good, thanks, guys. That was a strong argument. Oh, the point. devil's Although, a Nazi. Sorry. I thought maybe you undermined yourselves a little bit by quoting a meatloaf song. That took the words right out. <laughs> um, we would do anything for love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to rebut this uh, strong wrong, but rock-based argument. Right, so foundation of society, not just that, but silicon, the foundation of computers and the internet. That's to blame for everything wrong in this world, including <laughs> Nazis, really. <laughs> rock, rock music predates that. If, if only we had Wait, more I'm confused about music. the timeline. <laughs> Wait, what is the order of internet, the Nazis, rock music? I'm, I'm well, just... allow me to explain. Okay, all right. <laughs> Rock smashing music. it, Andrew, you're Rock smashing music it. music was going great for a while. Okay. Then along came the internet, and now look at the world. With we its Napster and yeah. its kids. <laughs> it's kids, yeah. Get off my lawn, you. I like Bill Haley and the Comets. Yeah. I like to listen to it on LP <laughs> on 33 RPM. Yeah, I, I like lawn, and too many people are replacing their lawns with rocks these days. That's right. Those pieces of Nazi shit <laughs> who are just tearing up their lawns and putting down rocks. They need more music in their lives. Exactly. They need, to, they need to read a book. I've got to cut you off, guys. I gave, I gave you all that time back, time back on that one as well. Pro rock faction. What do you have to say about this? established is that humans in general are pretty shit, whether they be wailing on their guitars or, you know, running around with torches. And opposed to this, we have the vastness of space, an immense mostly nothingness through which dust and flame and yes, ladies and gentlemen, bits of rock float. These are the things that have existed before us and will exist after our piddling 200,000 year species. Rocks are much better and much more vital than rock music. Absolutely. And that was eloquent and beautiful, and I didn't say anything, but I feel like I should just say something now, so I'm going to talk and just, you know, use some words up and some time. And time is done. And also, Bill Haley in the comments are great too, but comments are kind of rock. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Kind of. What a strange point. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, uh, one, one, one statement, summing up your argument, the closing... Uh, Thesis statement, okay. if it were. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but progressive rock will save me. <laughs> oh, very good. Very, very strong. Uh, Andrew has kind of come, I think, to close the, 
the intellectual heart of our <laughs> argument there, uh, I would like to close the emotional heart of our argument by simply summing up our argument as... <laughs> because we come from the land of ice and snow. <laughs> okay. And not rocks. Uh, rock team, your closing statement. We'd just like to say that in the end, we have argued better. And <laughs> <laughs> this is pithy. This is good. <laughs> And they are full of shit. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, grey wacky tobacco will turn your head around. Say no to rock. Yeah. Say yes to rocks. Yes. Ooh, okay. Some strong arguments of a sort on both sides there. <laughs> so as usual, uh, then we're going to put this to the audience. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that rocks are better than rock, I would like you to applaud now. I'll let you touch my rock. And if you believe that rock is better than rocks, I would like you to applaud now. Weirdly, that sounds like less applause. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bizarre one, but I, I have to call this for rocks. Yeah. The thing that the planet are made of. Rocks for the win. Rocks. rocks for the win. It was that, it was that Nazi internet rock and roll music timeline. <laughs> What really done it? Jeff, I believe you have some final scores for us. Absolutely, I had a gate expectations, and they have been met <laughs> uh, tonight. Grey wacky tobacco did pretty well, but Igneous was bliss. And we are the schist. Well, we are the mantle of tonight's winners on twenty-seven points. Give them a round of applause. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We had a new degree for another month. Thank you. Come and see us on the first Wednesday of every month at Orange Studios. Thanks to the Orange Studio team. Thanks to the panelists tonight. Thanks to Jeff in the booth. Thanks to Michael Bell playing the piano. Good night. Yeah.